Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. Today, my guest is Heaton Doshi, founder and portfolio manager of Doshi Capital Management, an independent investment management firm founded in 2011 based on the fundamental principle that investors should be able to generate positive absolute returns in any market environment. Heaton, nice to have you here. Let's start by talking about what led you here. Tell us about your career journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Um, so, you know, so what led us to here, uh, you know, really, uh, I guess, out of undergrad, you know, I started working at Lucent Technologies and I was in an executive leadership program over there. And it was a three-year program. We, uh, we, we got our master's degrees from Babson. Um, and then once that program ended, I uh, transitioned to an energy company and I was in their treasury department. Um, but really, I think the turning point was when I was at Lucent, um, some of the older class classmates, one of them left and went to work at investment bank. Uh, and he went to sell side equity research. Uh, and we were close. So I talked to him all the time. And, you know, at that point, when, you're, when we're out of undergrad, we're making like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year. Right. And he leaves and he goes to work for investment bank and he's making over six figures. So at that point, you think, wow, that's a pretty big jump and that's a pretty good salary. Um, and so really that's kind of like what started the interest into like trying to you know, get a job at investment bank. So um, after Lucent, I worked in the treasury department at NRG Energy. And then from there, um, I jumped to Lehman Brothers and I was a derivatives trader uh, on the trading floor. And you know, that was a great opportunity. Um, you know, it was a big learning curve being on the trading floor. Uh, and, but you know, if from, from there, uh, to be honest, fixed income got boring, right? Back in 2005, 2006, uh, uh, credit spreads were, were flat. They barely moved. Um, you know, this is pre-financial crisis. Um, so, you know, to be honest, it, it, you know, being in, in credit and in debt was kind of, was not, not really exciting. You know, the, the excitement was in equities. Um, so from there, I jumped to Morgan Stanley where I was a sell-side equity research analyst. We did, you know, bottom-up uh, company valuations and built models and whatnot. Um, and that's where I really, you know, start to realize, wow, this, you know, equities is the, is the place I want to be. And from there, I jumped to Brown Brothers Harriman for their portfolio strategy team. And over there, um, we did a lot of analysis on macro cycles, on earnings revisions. Um, we sifted through hundreds of, of data sources uh, and we had so much data, we had so many ideas that I really started, you know, I started to think, wow, we're, we're always like selling our ideas. We're always pitching our ideas. Why not invest our ideas, right? Why not use all this data, all this information, all this knowledge and generate returns from it, right? Why don't we manage, um, you know, our, our, own, our own fund and, and whatnot? So that's what really led me to, to want to start my own fund, right? I had so much knowledge, so much data, so much, so many resources, um, but just didn't have a way of taking advantage of it. Uh, so, so for me, starting the fund was really to curate everything that I've learned and apply it to, you know, to a fund, right? To, to generate returns, generate wealth um, and, and manage other people's assets rather than just selling ideas. Describe that pivotal point in time you decided to go out on your own. Yeah, so, um, so that, I guess, that, that moment happened when I was working at BBH, right? We're working 
you know, till two, three in the morning every day. Um, you know, there's that article about the Goldman Sachs, the interns, the analysts, and uh, they work, you know, hundred hour weeks and they complained, uh, you know, that's, that's life. That's life at an investment bank. Uh, and everyone suffers through that at some point in their career, right? If, if, if you're, you know, trying to reach the same goals and, you know, working till two, three in the morning, sitting there, writing research reports, um, coming up with, with investment ideas, you know, it just, it seemed like there was a better way. There's a better approach uh, to doing this, right? And, and, and that's where I decided that, right, instead of sitting here all night long, trying to figure out how to make other people money, right? How to, how to, you know, how to generate ideas for, for other, you know, firms, other endowments, hedge funds, asset management firms, um, you know, why not spend that time trying to build a strategy that, that I can take to market, right? That I can then, you know, um, run for, for investors and, and generate better returns, right? Um, and so I, that was the moment. And I, I remember the moment very clearly because um, I went home and I told my wife that, you know, I want to start my own fund. Right. And, and, and I wrote it down and, and, I, and I made like a timeline for myself of, you know, from start to finish, like how long it would take me to raise enough money of my own to quit my job, to launch my own fund, to, to pay our, our bills and, and to be able to invest, um, you know, my own money and, and just to launch the fund. And, and I remember write, writing that down. Um, you know, and, and I accomplished it, right? I mean, you know, it's just, it was something that I was determined to do um, because I knew that there was a better approach, you know, a better way uh, of investing and a better and a better use of the knowledge and the resources and, the, and everything that I had learned than just, you know, staying up till three in the morning, writing research, research reports for other, you know, for other firms. What led you to create Doshi Capital Management or what opportunity set did you see in the market? Yeah, so the cast around the strategy was, you know, when you, when you look at um, other strategies, uh, and especially, you know, you watch CNBC all day and you look at other strategies, a lot of them are stock picking strategies, right? A lot of them are long short, um, they're sector focused. Uh, and one of the things that we focused on at, at BBH was macro, right? It was looking at market, market cycles. And the opportunity that I saw is why suffer through down markets? Right. I mean, you know, you live through the tech bubble, you live through the financial crisis where you have 50% correction in, in equities. And a lot of people are just buying hold and, and they, they suffer through that 50% correction, right? I mean, when I started the, the firm in 2011, we were at the end of a loss decade, right? From 2000 to 2010, the market went nowhere, right? It peaked, it peaked twice at the same levels and, and came back down. So if you held equities for 10 years, you were flat. So... So really it was, it was, how do we build a strategy? How do we build something where we can generate returns in and out every year, right? Where we can protect downside risk. We can gen even generate alpha on the, on the downside um, and, and provide a strategy that, you know, is an absolute return, right? Why should investors have to buy and hold and have to suffer these massive declines where they end up, you know, nowhere after a decade? How do you help your clients? Yeah, so our strategy, um, so, so the way we, we view our strategy, it's, it's twofold, right? Um, our strategies provide a lot of diversification, right? Um, you know, we don't believe in buying single stocks or single sectors. Uh, we, be we believe in buying indexes, right? So we believe in diversifying away that single stock risk. At the same time, to achieve that absolute return goal, 
we believe in timing the markets, right? In order to um, remove that systematic downside risk of macro events, you have to be able to time the markets. Uh, and so that's where, where we, we fit in. We provide a lot of diversification and we provide a lot of alpha. You know, I mean, our, our return targets are, are very high, much higher than the S&P. Um, and so we view our, you know, we view our strategy inside another, you know, investor's portfolio as a, as a diversify, as a diversification component, along as an alpha driver, right? I mean, most um, high net worth investors, they have their traditional 60-40 portfolio, and that 40%, that, that, that bond, right, or that gold, or that, you know, sort of diversification uh, portion of their, of their portfolio, it provides, it's a drag on returns, right? I mean, bond returns, gold returns are nowhere near equity returns. Um, so imagine if you could diversify your entire portfolio while having, you know, at least benchmark or better than benchmark returns, right? Now you're like supercharging your portfolio, right? Um, and, and so that's where we come in and that's how we feel we can, you know, benefit investors by providing better overall portfolio diversification and giving their portfolio a boost in alpha. Since starting your firm, how have you developed or pivoted your thesis or business? Yeah, so you know, I mean, it's it's been an evolution. You know, it's it's been an um, and uh, a, a long term approach. Um, you know, no doubt we've made mistakes along the way. And I think when I when I first launched the firm, um, you know, we we're sort of short sighted. You know, in the beginning, we were we were looking for amazing returns. We were looking for really really high alpha. Um, and I think over time we realized that, you know, at least to outside investors, it's, it's not just about the returns, it's about the volatility, it's about the preservation of capital. Um, you know, it's, you know, investors are willing to accept a low risk 10% strategy than a really high risk, you know, 20% strategy. Um, and so over time, we've, we've evolved our strategy, we've implemented new risk management to our strategies um, to lower the volatility to increase the, the the risk reward of the of the strategy, you know, and I think you know that's been the biggest um, difference over time, is just the evolution of the approach that we've taken, the mindset that we've taken. You know, initially we were much much more leveraged in the strategy, and we've reduced leverage over time. Um, we've reduced volatility over time, uh, and so while the returns have gone down, the risk adjusted returns have gone up significantly, and I think that's the most important you know, thing that investors look at. It's not just, you know, I want the highest returns. It's I want the highest returns with the least amount of risks. Since starting your firm, what do you feel that you did right? I think what, what I got right was, uh, you know, we took our time with the strategy. Um, you know, we've been running this strategy for almost a decade now, and we just opened up the fund to investors in 2020. And, we did, we did that because we wanted to make sure the strategy was complete, that the process, the approach was complete. And we didn't take risk with outside money while we were evolving, while we were you know, building the strategy. And I think you know, if we had, that would have been the wrong thing to do. Uh, you know, in that sense, we're, you know, we, have, we, have, we have high moral standards. We, we, don't, you know, we are looking to generate returns for our investors, not take risk with their money. Right, not not um, not to use them as guinea pigs to 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 learn and build our strategy. So even though it's been a long process for the past eight years, it's just been you know GP money and and related partners, but but no outside money until recently, uh, because now we have that confidence 
um, you know, in generating those returns, generating the risk-adjusted returns that the strategy, you know, should and, and, and can achieve. Um, and so, I, you know, in looking in hindsight, you know, we've had a lot of volatility, uh, you know, with the strategy. And I'm just thankful that we didn't, you know, use other, you know, have that volatility with outside money, right? Because, you know, there's nothing worse than not being able to sleep at night when you're losing someone else's money, right? Um, so especially me, I, I need a good night's sleep. So, uh, so, so th you know, I think that's the one thing we did right. It was a slow process, but in the end, you know, to us, it was the right process. Um, what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned since starting your firm? Yes, uh, <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons since starting the firm. Um, you know, I don't think people realize that when you when you start your your own firm fund, uh, you know, business you're in charge of everything, you know, from soup to nuts. Uh, and a lot of people who manage money, um, a lot of the middle back office, it's taken care of. They just have to focus on the front office. They have to focus on the strategy and the returns. Uh, you know, when you're initially starting out, uh, unless you're, you're incubating with $100, $200 million from, from another shop or, or from investors that are following you, um, you still have to put together all that infrastructure, right? You have to put together that back office, that middle office. And so you kind of have to be a jack of all trades to understand what's going on. It's your, it's your business, it's your fund, it's your strategy. Um, and so, you know, I guess the most important lesson I've learned is when you're first starting out, you have to carefully choose um, who you align yourself with, who, you know, who your third party partners are going to be, um, who your employees are going to be. Because uh, that, in the long term, that that makes a big difference. A lot of people I speak to, who are just starting out their funds, you know, they're always looking for like the cheapest person that they can find. Uh, and and I did that as well. And in hindsight, that's that's not the right strategy because you get what you pay for. Uh, and when you're looking to build confidence in the market, when you're looking to build confidence in investors, you need reputable, uh, you know, third party vendors. You need reputable service providers, uh, even though they may be expensive. It's worth it because that's your reputation on the line, uh, and I don't think you know a lot of people that are starting out realize that, right? That that makes a big difference. And the last question: What do you think is your superpower? Yeah. Um, oh man. So my favorite superhero is Superman. I'm a huge Superman fan. Um, but if I if I think realistically, you know, what would my superpower be? I think it's just hard work, determination, you know, I'm not the smartest guy out there. And I know I'm not the smartest guy out there. Um, but I am the most hardworking person out there, right. And I've always used hard work and determination to overcome, uh, you know, someone being smarter than me or overcome obstacles that I faced, uh, or, or any hurdles. And so, you know, growing up, uh, you know, even in high school, I, I always tried to keep up with the smarter kids, right, I always tried. Even if, I, even if I was at the bottom, I tried, and it was just through working 10 times harder, right, to be able to keep up with them. Um, and I think, you know, hard work can close the gap between, you know, above average and extremely smart. Uh, so for me, you know, I would say my superpower is just tenacity, right? I don't give up. I don't stop. I don't quit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take any, I don't, I don't accept failure. Uh, and I think, you know, for any entrepreneur, um, or anyone that, that tries to start their own business, you have to have that mindset, right? Like failure is not an option, right? You have to be persistent and, and dedicated and work 10 times harder than anybody else. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people I talk to, they're like, wow, you, you, know, you have your own firm, your own fund. They think, I'm, they think I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a yacht, 
right? Like, <laughs> like sipping Mai Tais uh, on my time off. No, I, I'm working 24 seven, whether it's at home, at the office, you know, on the weekend, right? Uh, I think people, do, people don't realize that. Um, so I guess, you know, my superpower would just be, you know, hard work and determination. Thank you, Heaton, for taking the time today to talk to us. We really appreciate hearing about your journey and your story. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.